0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress.
1: Here she is, <laughs> Andrea K. Well, well, well. Welcome to uh, this week's edition of uh, the Andrea K Show. It is Monday. Oh my! Yes, indeed. Oh my, indeed, because uh, we uh, are actually. Um, Uh, looking at a jury. And this is not just any jury deliberations that are happening. America is on trial here and we are going to uh, be giving you... You know what? I'm going to give you a little... After watching eight hours of the of the uh, closing arguments today from the prosecution and the defense, I kind of felt like instead of going play by play and giving you a lot of analysis on the different things that happened, I kind of felt like we needed to go back where this began, and then we got to really go back. Um, maybe maybe not even maybe even beyond. I was thinking maybe go back to '9 if you guys remember a case that was happening then, or do we actually even have to go all the way back to nineteen ninety four? to really see where we have come in our court system and how they've been weaponized against America and against certain citizens in this country. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. I'm curious if you guys, I've been watching pretty much every minute of this Rittenhouse trial now for the better part of a week, and I'm curious if you have or if you haven't. I'm interested in hearing from everybody, and in particular, kind of those who haven't really been watching, because the media has played a role here in this. The media is the 13 Juror, If not actually playing the role of the prosecutor and the judge, judge, jury, prosecutor and executioner in uh, this and other cases in America right now. Uh, 888-344-1170. Then we're going to shift gears. So we're going to spend some time on this because it's absolutely crucially important for the future of the country. But you know what else is? It's the fact that and I've been really I've been wanting to talk about this subject for a while but needed to th- really think about how to approach it because I don't want to attack anybody. I, 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 but I'm concerned at the lack of engagement on the part of Christians in this country politically. And I understand why so many Christians are like, gosh, I, you know, I got to turn off the news. I got to protect my thought life. When I turn on the news, I get so upset And you know, as, as to what's happening. And I just got uh, to shield my eyes from what's happening in the world. And I understand that but i it's it's a part of the problem because I think that I, I think that when any time that you leave a vacuum, what happens right? A vacuum sucks up the dirt and the filth, and there we are so i 've got Don Jans. I reached out to Don Jans uh, to come on tonight, author of the Road to tyranny who 's got a great article out about how you can 't be a Christian and a Democrat. And he's going to be here to discuss this topic. And like I said, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's a call to action on the part of Christians to not bury our heads in the sand. We're not helping ourselves or anybody else when we do that. So that's the lineup for tonight. But we're going to keep the phones open for you. 888-344-1170. You know who else you're going to hear from right now? He took Thursday and Friday off, but he's back. By popular demand, i.e. mine, DJ Potato Skins. We have
0: a gentleman is a man of great character and intellect. (laughs) DJ
2: Potato (laughs) Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And it's full of all kinds of nummy treats treats from up uh, north at Disneyland, so it's good to be back.
1: Yeah, did you? But but my favorite my favorite little snackola at Disneyland is the Monte Cristo sandwich. Oh, AK, did you I have didn't that? Get
2: one, but I agree, it Dude. might be the greatest thing there.
1: It is hands down. If y'all, and I know there's a lot of people that don't want to go to Disney these days because of mask mandates or whatever, but if you find yourself there and you have not partaken in the greatest food at Disneyland of all time, go find your way over to uh, the New Orleans French Quarter area and partake in the Monte Cristo sandwich. Okay, I tell you what's not yummy. That's my attempt at a segue to get back over to the Rittenhouse trial. Um, it's absolutely been shocking start to finish. And those of you, let me let me set the stage. If you're new to the Andrew e. K show, new to me, um, I, I have been on record many times. I am I, I unless it's completely full front uh, I mean outright obvious from the jump, I don't usually reach a conclusion about anybody who has been charged with a crime until I see Uh, particularly murder cases and high-profile cases, until I see all the evidence. It's
2: part of the right to a fair trial.
1: It's absolutely. I believe in innocent until proven guilty. I believe that the U.S. government, our founders were so brilliant. They knew that we had to, the way to stop an overreaching government was the burden had to be on them to prove beyond any reasonable doubt. They had the burden of proof that you don't have to prove your innocence in this country. And I stand by that. In fact, we had a case that went national here from San Diego years ago, the David Westerfield trial. I watched every minute of that trial and it was not until it uh, went to the jury that I actually looked at both sides and uh, reached a conclusion there and that was my that was my approach here to Rittenhouse. I did not have a conclusion about him and what happened on the streets until I saw the evidence and it has been absolutely shocking to the core of me as an American citizen that we have digressed digressed so far in this country to where we don't have I have we're we're we don't have fair trials in this country anymore. Absolutely done done. Absolutely done. And this is not just a phenomenon in, you know, since we had BLM and Antifa roaming the streets. We uh, Let me tell you, the only major trial that I have not watched in my adulthood start to finish was the O.J. Simpson trial because I was kind of launching my corporate sales career at the time and I just didn't have time to be sitting around watching it. And somebody close to me said, upon jury selection, it will be interesting to see if O.J. Simpson will be convicted by a black jury and me not knowing the evidence and me still believing in our justice system, i.e. juries in this country, I'm like... You know, look, if dude did it, you know, he'll, he'll get convicted. I was so naive at the time. That was really when we began to see at least, you know, as American citizens, uh, that evidence didn't matter. It, it, and and I think it was it wasn't it was uh, Robert Shapiro said after the trial that he was disgusted with their team that they played the race card because it worked and a murderer went free. And you know what? Americans across this country, white America did not take to the streets and we didn't write, we didn't burn things down. And we, and that should never be the response. But it should have been a concern to, but it, it was never addressed, right? There was never, there was never a, a, a solution that was presented to the, to the, to the, the problem. And I believe that I would rather a guilty person go free than an innocent person being railroaded. But I, I think that that started that was i think the uh the first cut uh, towards our justice system um being used to push a political narrative being used to push racism in this country right to to divide us and to let and to let a guilty person walk so i and i think that set the stage for why years later in 09, when, when one of the first things Barack Obama did when he became president was to attack a police officer in Boston, the police, the police acted stupidly. He said, you know what I said at the time? Shame on that Boston cop. Who, when the truth came out, actually went and had a beer with Barack Obama, I would have told him, no, thank you. And you can shove your beer wherever you want to shove it. For falsely accusing a police department of racism, Barack Obama got away with it. And then what happened shortly after that? See, Kyle Rittenhouse is not the first white person to be charged on the basis of a mob demanding that he be instantly charged with murder without the evidence to support it and on the basis of self-defense to deny self-defense the the first time that I can know as an American citizen and which they have been, the left has been active actively began trying to deny you your right to self-defense was when the quote white Hispanic, George Zimmerman was charged with murder, not on the basis of any evidence, but on the basis of a mob with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson descending on uh, the steps of, of the city hall in in Florida, demanding that he be charged with murder, not on the basis of any evidence, but strictly on the basis of skin color. To the degree to where NBC, I think it was, falsified an audio recording to make him sound racist. He was Hispanic, but he was called a white Hispanic. See the similarities between that and going on here. He was defending himself. Who, who remembers them going on and on and on about the stand your ground law in Florida, how that needed to be done away with? They needed to get this. That that trial was not just about it had nothing to do with Trayvon Martin. It had everything to do with laying the foundation for the fact that America is systemically racist and that white people did not have the right to defend themselves against being attacked uh, by somebody of color. That was that case in Florida was about overturning and getting rid of stand your ground. What is happening in in the courtroom in Kenosha is no different. But then, of course, we know after that didn't go their way in Florida. Then came Ferguson. Same same pattern of behavior. Uh, We had uh, guilty until proven innocent. The cop was considered guilty and proven innocent before any before any uh, evidence was presented. Uh, the media tried to with, tried to withhold evidence the the video of him uh, burglarizing a convenience store before he attacked. They pushed out a lie of hands up, don't shoot that never happened. Barack Obama himself and his administration continued then and continue to push out the lie of hands up, don't shoot. So I'm supposed to trust a jury now when this young man was charged with first degree intentional murder, murder within practically minutes. When they had an FBI drone footage showing his innocence? And the entire U.S. government and the entire mainstream media has been calling him a, a white supremacist vigilante? Have you been on Twitter? There's some uh, I think that one of the young Turks there's uh, there's actually been some people of color on the left and Democrats that were like, you know what? Wow. Hat tip to them for being willing to admit that it wasn't until this trial that they actually found out that the people that got shot on the streets weren't even black. Yet when asked today. The White House asked today, hey, uh, now that the evidence is presented, you guys, you guys want to retract? Does Joe Biden want to retract the fact that he called Kyle call Rittenhouse a white supremacist? Oh, suddenly we, d- we don't comment on trials, but we don't like vigilantes running around in the streets, doubling down on it. I have no faith in this jury. This jury, this trial should have never happened in Kenosha. The jury should have been sequestered. They've been threatened by George Floyd's nephew that, to, to, to my knowledge, has not been arrested. The DA should have never brought these charges. The same DA that pulled an Alec Baldwin and held a rifle to the faces of the jury today and with his finger on the trigger. Did you see that, Skins? I know you're busy today. No,
2: I was shaking my head through the glass because I'm blown away. I, I, I mean, I, bad choice of words, but I can't believe that that even happened.
1: Yeah. His closing arguments were lie after lie after lie. He actually even said today, you don't, you know, once you bring a gun, once you bring a gun, let me, let me make sure I quote him right. Uh,
2: hmm. Yeah, I'd love to hear this quote.
1: Um, You lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun. This is, this is about denying you. A lot of people like this is about second amendment. It is about second amendment, but here's the twist on it. It's more about self-defense. Them denying you your right to self-defense. They can't. They know that th- there's, what, 300 million guns, supposedly, out there in the United States of America. They can't confiscate our guns. But what they can do is make it illegal for you to use it. Right?
2: Just this like that
1: couple trying to defend their house. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, it's okay for gross croots. To shove to shove a glock in this kid's face and brag about it on social media or his friend went to see him in the hospital and the friend went on social media and said, yeah, guess what he told me? He's sorry. He just didn't empty that glock in time before the kid shot him. Another D.A. today said, "Uh, you know, look, you know, uh, oh, oh, I know. Did you see (laughs) this is funny before I take a break? Uh, they actually used under the guise of of putting forth the notion that that you don't have a right to use your gun in, in self defense. Uh, you're you know um, you're a coward that you you showed up uh, to you know a fist fight uh, with a gun. They actually presented a picture in court skins of Patrick Swayze and the fight scene in Roadhouse. No. <laughs> uh i shouldn't laugh because you shouldn't laugh but you can't make this stuff up are you kidding me i I, what did did pony boy and soda pop uh, you know ask him you know from the old the outsiders book did they did did they you know challenge him to show up after high after classes over in high school to a rumble it's like a bad
2: grade b movie
1: what fight he wasn't invited to a fist fight Of course he showed up armed. He was there on the streets with people brandishing all kinds of weapons against him, including a skateboard, right? I mean, they had knives. They had guns all over the place, and none of them facing gun charges. He wasn't invited to a fistfight. He wasn't a coward. Oh, by the way, I mean, Patrick Swayze must be rolling over in his grave right now that they used his image to try to railroad this kid. No doubt to there. Right? But then the other... The, the, the big one, uh, the other um, lunchbox, I think, is. I don't know if that's really his name or if that's just what they're calling him. The other district attorney stood up there today and said, look, we all get beat up at some time in our life. Like, you know, um, you, don't, you know, why, why would you need to use a gun? And then I'm flashing on all the times that the Democrats have said, like after we had the shooting in Aurora, that women didn't need to carry guns for self-defense, that we should use our bodily fluids to defend ourselves? I'm old enough to remember that. That I'm supposed to what? Menstruate on somebody trying to rape me and murder me? Oh, I guess I'm just going to make that happen off the top of my... Or spit on him? Or pee on him? The Democrats have been working to deny you your self-defense rights for a long time now. And nobody's been connecting the dots on it. Right,
2: and it's going to get ugly because with everything else that they want, they know that if if you can't defend yourself, they'll get away with everything.
1: Well, look at what they're doing. The DA today referred to the to the mob on the streets as heroes. Heroes today. Which which one was a hero? Was it Rosenbaum, who sodomized and raped nine year olds? Is that who the hero is, or was it Hooper, that held a gun to his mother's neck and strangled her, or Grosskreutz? I'm not even. I don't even remember now what all he was convicted of in the past. The Kaminsky's that shot at him, by the way, their prosecutions were delayed because the state, you know, kept pushing it out because they didn't want them convicted. They didn't want the who were who were uh, chasing him, Rittenhouse, and attacking him. They didn't want them to be found guilty before Rittenhouse was put on trial. Heroes. But you know what? That was an accurate statement because that's exactly what the left thinks of these BLM and these Antifa people. And you're not you're not you're now not allowed to be on the street. And if you are, you're not allowed to defend yourself. They want you in your homes. They want BLM and Antifa. To be able to do whatever they want to do, enact and and, uh, implement whatever reign of terror across this country that they want. This is about sending a message to you. You better not. Defend yourself! You better put up with whatever crap we want to we want to shove your way.
2: You know, and, Andrea, just to go in another direction and bring it all full circle—just what happened uh, recently and what's going to happen in Austria. Don't think that can't happen here.
1: You mean in in terms of lockdowns and if shutting people in their homes? You ain't leaving your home. Yeah, this is exactly what the Second Amendment was about—an overreaching government. As well as our as well as our right to defend ourselves, the government's not. And you're right. When that government when the government is overreaching and seizing control of our lives in every way, we need men to be standing in the gap. As of now, um, you know a lot of people always thought that the, that who would be in the gap would be our military. We can't count on that anymore. I'm going to take a break. I'm well past the point of a break. We're going to pick up the conversation on the other side.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K,
2: the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San
0: Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We've been talking about uh, what's led up to uh, this trial and the fact that this young man, who clearly defended himself and uh, had the right to do so under the law, um, how, why he ended up being railroaded? Because this is just where we're at in America. This is, this is the culmination of years of work on the part of the Marxist on the left right? This isn't about truth. This isn't about facts. This isn't about justice. This is about a weaponized court against American citizens.
2: And it has been a long, long, well-played game on their side, Andrea.
1: Absolutely well-played with the with the media, with their appointments of DAs, or, with uh, the Republicans not focused on on um, some of these races across the country, with George Soros effectively putting DAs in place to do his bidding. Uh, when people like uh, this Corey Bush get elected, um, she said today, when we marched in Ferguson, white supremacists would hide behind a hill near where Michael Brown Jr. was murdered and shoot at us. They never faced consequences. If Kyle Rittenhouse gets acquitted, it tells them that even seven years later, they can still get away with it. There's absolutely nothing truthful about this. This tweet right here. There were no white supremacists. that shot at Cory Bush and anybody that was there in Ferguson and got away with it. And Michael Brown was not murdered. Michael Brown attacked a cop and reached for his gun and got what he deserved. But like this what like the, what this is about, that cop was not allowed to defend himself. I have been asking for years, what is it that really that they want? Right? They clearly don't want to accept any responsibility for their own actions. Certain people in this country I guess the message is they get they're allowed to do whatever they want to do without any consequences. And we're not allowed to defend ourselves against it. That's what's happening here. This is a flat out lie. And this is a U.S. congresswoman pushing out this lie. We also have lies of the media. Right. NBC never faced any consequences for altering that audio back on George Zimmerman. He should have been they should have been sandmanned. They should have they should have been sued and lost two hundred fifty million dollars for that. I don't know if Zimmerman, uh, you know, sued or not. There should have been consequences for that. How about uh, in the case here? You know, Facebook. We got big tech involved. YouTube today shut down uh, Rakita Media trial coverage. Let they had a lot of interactions. A lot of people. Um, uh, commenting on Rikita. So, be, so because, you know, when Rikita, I hadn't heard of them before, but they, they did a video last week that went viral, millions of views. So they became very popular for people to go and watch live coverage of the Rittenhouse trial. And as people were commenting, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, uh, YouTube took the stream down. Law and Crime Channel took down their stream today after they put up a poll that showed almost 90% of trial viewers said that Rittenhouse acted in self defense. So the media has played a huge part. This is just a really disturbing place, and and it's got me thinking. I mean, do w- do we need to have professional jurors? Is that where we're at, skins?
2: You know, it's funny that it's funny that you bring that up. I have thought that for a number of years, and people just you know they they, they call me crazy. They, they say it's not a well thought out idea, but at the end of the day, that would solve a lot of these issues.
1: Yeah. There's ways to, there's ways to interview and find people that, um, are truly objective. It can be they can be mixed and matched. It's supposed to be a jury of your, of your peers. You I have don't to know. to
2: properly vet them like you would properly vet the military. Right,
1: right. Well, I mean, yeah, you could properly vet them right now. What's what's the vetting? They bring in they bring in it, Joes off the street who can lie and pretend that they're that they're, exactly. you know, objective when come to find out there's somebody that, you know, was whatever with Jacob Blake. I can't even remember why one juror was tossed off. Um, you know, I don't know that there's jury uh, in anybody on this jury that are Kyle Rittenhouse's peer. How many of them are 18 years old and, you know, um, have his belief of, you know, wanting to protect the streets? You well, know, it's like you
2: were saying, the core system is broken. So I think I think it's a very good solution. It's
1: completely broken. It's completely broken. Um, uh, your your objective people, a lot of times, your professional people, or your whatever that you know understand courts and understand the Constitution or whatever. You know, they they get off, but you know, they don't serve a jury because they're running a business or you know they're you know a mom that's got to take care of her kids or or what have you. I think that you know, I I liked the idea of a jury of your peers, but when we have juries that are basically tampered with by the media, by elected officials, um, even sequestering them wouldn't do any good at this point.
2: And you see more and more of it. It just gets worse.
1: Yeah. So I don't know um, how we can properly vet that. I think I think there needs to be possibly, um, you know, um, I, I don't know if there's a way to gag the media. Um
2: that would be honestly the best first step that you could take because that is a huge influence.
1: Yeah. You know, maybe maybe you know we we'll, we need to have a free press in this country, right? We you know um that the but we don't longer have a free press that's actually reporting facts to the American people allowing them to make up their own minds.
2: Oh, wait a minute. Just like the all that money that was spent to uh, basically make the media a propaganda arm of uh, the White House.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the truth is on display right now. You could see it all over the place if you want to w- watch the trial. But how many people have the luxury of watching it like I have and actually seeing the truth and seeing the evidence?
2: They hear the sound bites, Andy. They
1: they hear they they yeah, so if you are to tune on let's say Fox News yesterday, which I haven't watched since before the election last year, you will see Nancy has been Grace. Um, who was on uh, FNC yesterday uh, calling uh, Kyle Rittenhouse a vigilante and attacking him for sniveling. And, uh, uh, you know, um, she's probably the only legal analyst I have seen on that has has actually seen the evidence supposedly and and concluded anything other than he was acting in self-defense. That's Fox News, by the way. I don't know how anybody still watches that network. And if Tucker Carlson, you know what? I get Tucker Carlson does some great work. But let me tell you, him and Mark Levin completely lost me. Let me tell you why. Because right now, Fox News leaked emails have shown that they're not only on board with Joe Biden's uh, mandates, they're actually doubling down on it. It's not as though they're taking the position of look this is maybe this is happening in January and if it, and if it becomes law or is you know happens we'll in January we we're going to do what we have to do because even though we're worth a billion dollars or whatever, whatever uh they're worth we don't want to have to pay $14,000 a person. No, they are actually at Fox News. Um daily testing and they're putting so much pressure i've Did seen you say daily they're testing daily the biden mandate would be weekly testing what they're doing to their poor employees who aren't vaxxed is they're pressuring in them they're testing them daily and then they have to wait outside for their test results before they can come in so they have so look at the discrimination that's going on there uh the um the unvaxed, un- unjabbed workers have to show up at work earlier than the jabbed they have to wait outside they have to be Subjected to this daily, and then they get these emails going. You know, you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to go through this if you just submitted yourself to the jab. So that, so that the fact that Mark Levin and Tucker Carlson, Hannity lost me. I mean, if you haven't figured out by now that Hannity is a libtard, if you didn't figure that out last last summer, what a phony he is supporting Andrew, Fauci, I can't help harassment. you. I, yeah, I can't help you if you still think Hannity's a conservative. Um, but Tucker and Mark Levin, they both are wealthy enough, neither one of them needs to stay on Fox. Tucker could take his show online without losing a beat of his viewership if he was a true conservative. I would
2: say the same about Laura Ingram too.
1: So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's not a conservative either. So um, so that's what's going on with Fox News. They are just as bad in pushing out the lies about Rittenhouse. What's at stake at this, at, in, in this country is all of our constitutional rights. Because if they this is, this is the Holy Grail for them, this is the roe v Wade for them with the Second Amendment. If they can basically declare it illegal for you to actually use your weapon in self-defense, they, don't they have basically to take it away they, they, that is taking it away. That's what's at stake here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, there is a lot at stake in this country. We are on the precipice of losing our nation if it's not already gone and we're trying to get it back. So why are so many Christians just refusing to engage? Is that the right thing to do? We're going to talk about that with Don Jans when we return.
0: Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K
2: telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Um, you know, there's been something, I, I told you guys at the top of the show, there's been a topic I've been wanting to get into, but I didn't want to sound accusatory, ugly, mean. But I'm concerned about um, so many Christians that I talk to, that I interact with, well-meaning, wonderful people that I hear over and over and over, you know, I just I just can't pay attention to what's going on right now. When I turn on the news, it just upsets me so bad and I just have to turn it off. And, you know, and it's distressing to me because, you know, if not Christians, then who? The Lord, you know, if if you understand... That we are meant to face trial and tribulations in general in our lives. Being when did when when did we ever think as Christians that our life was not supposed to be without trial and tribulations? We we understand that, right? That we face trial and tribulations in our life. That we don't all that not everything's supposed to be rosy. And that, uh, you know, the, and I guess the idea is, okay, I'm, yeah, maybe I face trial and tribulations in my life, but if it doesn't affect me, then why would I get involved in it? And I think that's the crux of it. I think that a lot of Christians think that it's not affecting them. They're not seeing the bigger picture. What do you think it is, Skins?
2: Well I think it's biblical that you know if I remember my bible correctly that as christians yeah we are supposed to stand up for what is right and be a part of the process just doing that doesn't make us a part of this world but we are fighting for this very world that, and Jesus would do the same thing.
1: Well isn't this our community? Isn't this exactly. country we live in? Yes. Do you not care about community. your right, do you not care about your children and your grandchildren? Why are you burying your heads in the sand and refusing to see the cultural marxist the communist mu- movement happening in this country? Do you not understand? I guess they don't. Here to help you understand what the what's really going on in this country. And it, it, it is Don Jans, he's got an article out that I want him to tell you guys about which basically confronts Christians and says you can't be a Christian and a democrat, which which it, you know ties into my thing of what's going on in this country is a communist movement and you're only aiding and abetting this by burying your head in the sands. Hi, Don Jans. Welcome back to the show.
3: Thank you. Um, Thank you, Andrea. What a great topic to discuss because it's so pertinent. One of the things that we have to understand is that being a Christian, and when we say Christian, there's, there's so many different ideas as to what is a Christian. I'm going to define what I mean by Christian. I mean a person who believes in the teachings of the Bible and understands that Christ came to earth for the sole purpose of going to the cross, being resurrected, and that is the only way to salvation. I'm not talking about somebody who says, well, we have to be a good guy, we have to be a good person or or we're all one and yes, Mother Nature is wonderful and I worship Mother Nature. I'm, t- I'm talking about somebody who advocates believes in the Bible and Jesus Christ. So I want to make that very very clear and say that right up front, okay? Okay. And we're told as a Christian, we're told Jesus told us. He said you're going to be persecuted. He said I was I'm persecuted. Look what look what happened to me. He said why would you think it's going to be any different for you? If you teach, if you preach the the, the truth, you will be persecuted. He told us in the great commandment that well, you have to go out, you have to preach the gospel. And you have to teach my commandments. Now, what we have happening is in Finland, we had a situation where people wrote about the sins of homosexuality, homosexuality marriage, which Jesus, which the Bible tells us is an abomination. So as Christians, they were telling what the Bible said about a few years later, Finland passed a law that said you can't say things of this nature because it's hurtful to others and Finland is now going to be trying them in January for an article they wrote four years before the law was passed. Mm-hmm. That same type of thing is hap- is going to be happening here right. in the well, United right. States as well.
1: Right. And so I want to I want to pause there because, so you're a Christian and you're hearing all the negative stuff going on in the world and you hear that people are going to be persecuted for um, putting forth a Christian, a biblical principle and you think burying your he- head in the sand is a solution? Actually what you are doing is abdicating your responsibility if we as christians are supposed to be proselytizing and this is your mission as a christian right is to speak out and i don't think people are, are, are are understanding that um and I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm up against a break. I want people to think about this for a moment. When you hear that people are beginning to be prosecuted for expressing their beliefs, you better be thinking that it's time for you to enact and engage as a Christian and realize that it will affect you. So even if you're not willing to get engaged because you care about what's happening out in your community, in the world, then you should at least care that this is coming for you and not just in hate speech, uh, But also in the form of how this, when we come back from a break, Don Jans, I want you to help people to understand how this relates to these COVID uh, mandates that are coming as well. So stay tuned. More with Don Jans on the other side of the break.
0: Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San
2: Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continuing our discussion with Don Jans about uh, Christians that, out of you know, fear or wanting to, thinking they want to protect their thought life and not get not lose their joy, uh, and therefore they're avoiding the political scene, here's some things they need to know. And before the break, Don Jans was telling us about how people in Finland, and so goes Europe, by the way, because this is coming here, mm-hmm. are going to be prosecuted. Um, for speaking, uh, you know, biblical beliefs. So Don Jans, what, how do you see, um, what do we, how can we get through to our Christian friends and loved ones here that what's going on with this government and COVID is about replacement of God with state?
3: COVID is, is a part of the, of this whole individualism versus collectivism idea. What we, and, and I'm going to digress just for a quick minute. Remember, Collectivism is where you deal with everybody as a group and you minimize the individual. Mm-hmm. Individualism is where you accentuate the traits of the individual. God always deals with us as individuals. Right. God God never, when, when he talked, when Jesus Christ talked to Nicodemus, he didn't talk to a group. When Jesus called Zacchaeus down from the tree, he didn't call a group of people. It was Zacchaeus he was talking to and we can go, we can go to many different examples. God created us as individuals. He created Adam and Eve. He created everybody. And and the collectivists say, no, no, we're all groups. We'll minimize the individual. And in in minimizing the individual, you minimize the value of life itself. The collectivists, the Marxists, the Democrats, the socialists, that group, they believe we are all just like an animal. And in fact, um, uh Lennon was saying, if, just pretend like you're stepping on an ant when you're getting rid of these other people. That's not the way God deals with human nature, and we have to understand
1: that. Well, not only so that, excuse the... me for interrupting, but you look yes. at the, every individual's fingerprints, our DNA, completely specific and unique. There's a reason why the left has gone into this transgender nonsense, and it's because they want to deny the science. They want to deny that we are beautifully individually made by the Lord, by God.
3: And we all have different talents. We all have different—some some of us are very, very good at hosting a radio show. Others of us don't do that well. But we all have our own individual talents, and we're supposed to use those talents to the fullest and greatest benefit to the glory of God. Now, that's totally wrong or contrary to what the leftists tell us, what the collectivists tell us. They tell us everything we do is supposed to be for the glory of the state. The state becomes our God. All of these, all of these collectivist different, um, different um, um, uh, forms are atheistic-based. They do not believe in God. They believe in the state. That is directly against the commandment of God where he told us we are to have no other gods before us. So you Christians that say, I can't get involved, by you not doing anything, you are getting involved, and you are mm-hmm. putting the state before God. And someday God's going to ask you, why did you put the state before me? And you might want to think about that when you say, well, I'm just not going to be involved, I'm just going to sit back. When when the collectivists tell us that we have to look at the different, uh, the different um, groups of people, God says, no, you don't look at groups, you look at individuals. He says uh, homosexuality is an abomination. He says murder is a sin. All of these things that the leftists, the, the Democrats are doing now are in total contrary. They're totally contrary to the teachings of the Bible. When it comes to our own health, we are to be responsible for our own health. The state is not to direct us, and parents especially. If you take your children and have them vaccinated, understanding the dangers of vaccination for your children, you're going to have to stand before God sometime someday and say, Lord, I didn't listen to you. I listened to the state and I believe the lies the state was telling me, despite all of the evidence you gave me mm-hmm. to prove that what the state was telling me was a total lie. And so we have to be really, really aware as to where we place God in comparison to the state and to whom we're going to listen.
1: Well, not only, uh, excuse me for interrupting, but now is the time you need to be engaged. You need to be getting information instead of just trusting some 79-year-old hack who's never put a stethoscope to a patient before. You need to be doing your own research and not trusting the state and then you need to be praying about it. Uh, the the uh, it, I've had so many Christians just put forth nonsense to me that is so easily un, uh, very unvar- so easily disputed. Like I had a Christian say to me. Me on Facebook the other day. Well, I got the jab because it's either that or death. There is absolutely no data out there whatsoever to support that notion. And Christians are continuing to put out nonsense and lies. It's like they are now the mouthpieces of the devil. Let me tell you, God gave you an immune system. Why in the world, when you have at the worst case, you start with a 99.4% recovery rate with your own natural immunity. Why are you believing the lies of the state? There are none who so blind as those who won't see, and Christians are as much, if not a greater part, of the problem right now in this country as anybody who's an atheist, because they are willing to capitulate and to lay down and to comply to a state for for convenience. Sorry for my rant. I'll let you wrap no, us no, up. We got about two your, minutes left. Your rant is absolutely your rant is absolutely
3: right on because every Christian, every Christian who is a true Bible believing. A Christian who believes in Jesus Christ as the Savior, has to ask themselves, am I putting God in charge, or am I substituting the state for God? And that's the very first question you should ask yourself. And then you, to get your answer, you can always go to the Bible, you can always go to prayer. And the answers are quite readily gathered. I see no place in the Bible that would advocate That we would subject ourselves to some kind of an experimental jab, Mm -hmm. endangering ourselves and everybody around us. I, I, I can't find anything in the Bible that says that this is something a Christian should do.
1: Well, I'm going to read something that may sound completely irrelevant, but it's not because maybe this will snap you some Christians out of it. Uh, If there was a contraceptive vaccine, but after taking it, you could still get pregnant and you still had to wear a condom. Would you still take it? It really is that stupid. If you are right now listening to me, you must know. If you're so completely uninformed that you don't know right now getting the jab, you can still get it and give it, then I can't help you at all. But if you now understand that the reason for the boosters is because the shots don't protect you and keep you from getting it and giving it, and yet you're still on board with masks and on board with these mandates, you must surrender yourself to the Bible and to the word because you have been taken by the enemy. Wrap us up, Don Jans.
3: The best thing any and every Christian can do, first of all, you better sit down and say, where is my faith? Is my faith in the state or is my faith in God? And if it's in the state, you better have a real, real, real quick um, time out with Jesus Christ.
1: All right. right. Well, got to leave it there, Don Jans. Thank you so much. Hey, you put, post your article on my Facebook so people can read it.
3: It is. It, it, and I'll post it on your in Kings and uh, Kings.
1: All right, thank you so much. Thank you all. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.